0: hello 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 welcome back to the reclaimed podcast i'm your host whitney at least just a black girl out here trying to help everybody do better including and especially herself hey y'all welcome back or welcome if this is your first time joining me um on this Audio journey into the foolishness that is everyday life in the year of our Lord 2019. Um, yeah, how are you guys doing? What's up? What's going on in your lives? Uh, I want to hear back from you. Don't forget, you guys can message me or follow me at, um, on Instagram and Twitter at The Reclaimed, The Reclaimed, Instagram, Twitter. Or you can email me at The Reclaimed Blog, B L O G at, at gmail.com. Um, I love hearing from you guys. I love reading your letters. I love reading your comments. You guys are awesome. Thank you guys so much. You guys, thank you guys so much for your support, your support and your love and your criticisms. Thank you so much for those too, because you know, in order to be well-rounded, you you can't have people just singing your praises all the time. Can I get a good amen this week? We're going to be talking about a topic that is both near and dear, and distant and far from my heart, and is the idea of influence. Uh, we're going to be talking about influencer, influencers, influencer culture, um, and the dangers therein. Uh, we're going to be talking about the murkier waters of things, the deeper messaging of things, and why a pretty picture on Instagram can mean so much more, even to the detriment of others. No, this is not about, you know, cyberbullying. No, this is not about strictly online popularity. We're gonna get into the nuts and bolts of the actual consequences that come at the cost of influence life. So as you guys know, I been called an influencer. I don't really ascribe to that. Um only because, you know, if I'm just being really honest and really, really candid, if you guys will let me be a little holy too, at the moment, the only influencer I'm actually following is Jesus Christ. Um, and (laughs) i am actually working on an entire piece about that. Uh, but in the meantime, like this whole idea of someone just wanting to follow you and just listen to the details of your life and hear that, like what's going on, what you're wearing, what, you know, lipstick you're trying and stuff like that. That's like conversations that I would rather have, like with people who I deem, as friends or associates, not people who just want to follow me for like the sake of following me as if I was somebody important, as if I was some celebrity. I don't think that highly of myself. I still think that I'm a regular, regular girl who is admiring the CVS um, (laughs) receipts because it's full of coupons that I will use. Things like that that make me, fill me with joy and sipping on iced coffee in the process. But influencer life is very, very strange, very, very unique, very different. Um, And we're going to talk about it today. So first, let's dive into some church announcements. Let the people of the reclaim say amen. Glad to be here, say amen again. And say amen one more time if you really like the show. We're glad that you're all here today. And these will be your church announcements. Okay. Into the church announcements. So a few months ago, we talked about Aunt Becky from Full House. We talked about Felicity Huffman. We talked about the college cheating scandal. Um, And we briefly dove into a discussion about um, Lori Lachlan, also known as Aunt Becky from Full House. Um, Her daughter, Olivia Jade. Her daughter is one of the top... YouTubers currently um and so yeah recently Olivia was talking to a friend another fellow YouTuber and she said she's giving up social media for a year following her mom like I said Aunt Becky Lori Lachlan, being indicted as one of the most famous parents involved in the college cheating scandal Olivia lost a slew of endorsements a bunch of partnerships and her good reputation online let's honest about that. And it sucks, you know, because if you listen, if you really listen to what Olivia, her videos and things that she's talking about, I've only seen maybe one or two, but she didn't really even seem like she wanted to go to college. She felt like she could build a life outside of college. And, you know, to be fair, when you're born into wealth and, and privilege and all of those, the world is your oyster sort of situation, Do you really need to go to college? I mean, like your success is kind of spelled out for you. Now, if you so choose, if you so elect to go to college, that's one thing. I personally am of the belief that college is not for everybody. Education. Yes. Be educated, but be educated. You could be educated in your craft. You could be educated in your, in your, in your calling. You don't have to go to college to find those things. You know, that's something that us in the millennial generation figured out the hard way is that, you know, college comes with a lot of costs and a lot of them, you know, beyond monetary, you know, it's time, it's energy, it's discovering the fact that you didn't even really want to go to college, but it was something that everybody else was doing. I don't believe that college is for everyone. I do believe that education beyond high school is so. You could be the most successful car repairman because guess what? No matter what the industry looks like, people are still always going to need their cars repaired. You could be the most educated hairdresser because guess what? No matter what the industry looks like, people are still going to need to have their hair done. Like there's a slew of careers that don't involve you going to a university or sitting in a, a traditional classroom style. Um, and so I say, do you boo, just be educated. That's all I ask. And apparently Olivia Jade was of that mindset, but she was going to go, she was shipped off to college anyway, through this cheating scandal. Um, and so obviously, you know, she, after all those losses, she decided to be quiet, to let the dust settle where it may let. The trials go on and things like that. Um, because remember, she's also a businesswoman in and of herself. She had her own endorsements. I believe she had a partnership with Sephora. Uh, she, like I said, she lost all of those things. Um, she told a friend recently that her goal actually, interestingly enough, after, you know, making it very clear that she didn't even want to go to college is to actually return to USC. Um, her friend says she didn't officially get kicked out, which it's kind of unbelievable and sort of laughable that, you know, your parents get caught in a cheating, uh, college cheating scandal and you didn't get kicked out of school. Um, you would think that would be the minimum to correct whatever's going on, but I have a feeling this has something to do with Benjamin and I do mean Franklin as in on the money. Anyway, she didn't officially get kicked out of school and she's begging her school to keep her in. That's what one of her friends said. Um, a second friend added, she wants, to come, she wants to come out looking like she's changed, like she's learned lessons in life and like she's growing as a person. So she for sure wants people to think that she's interested in education, which sucks because <laughs> all of that, none of that actually screams genuineness. Like She wants to come out looking like she's changed instead of saying she wants to return as a changed person. You see the difference? That's kind of the thing with this whole influencer thing. It's mostly optics. It's how we make things look. It's how we make things appear pretty and pristine and perfect and ready for Instagram or Pinterest. And it's not like your mom could be going to jail for cheating to get you into a college that you don't want to go into and you want to return to the scene looking like you've changed. Like, Let, let, let's be real. Let's be authentic. Let's be true. If you don't want to go to college, say, you know what? I didn't want to go to college anyway. This was foolishness. I had nothing to do with my mom, whatever, what have you. I'm going off to enjoy my life as a style maker, as a tastemaker. And that'll be just that, right? When they said she looks, she wants to look like she's learned life lessons and look like she's growing as a person. Um, and she wants people to think that she's interested in her education. Why do you care what people think? Like at this point, people don't think the best, like people don't think the best. And so why do you care what people think at this point? Why aren't you actually using this as an opportunity to learn and to grow? Again, Olivia Jade is like, what, like 19, 20, 21. She's still pretty young, um, and so maybe, maybe this criticism is a little too harsh on her because like I said, she is still very, very young, but I don't know, guys, you guys weigh in, you guys let me know. I am not, a am not here for the appearances of things. I don't like appearances. Um, sometimes appearances, like the truth is sometimes better than appearances. So like if you're having... An off day, if you're having a rough day, if you're having a bad day, you know, maybe that's the day you don't post or maybe that's the day you share that like, you know, we have rough days too. And then you connect with someone that says, you know, I'm, I too am having a rough day and I don't know how I'm going to make it. Um, and then you guys can connect and, you know, encourage each other. And I think that's where the real power of influence lies in our connectivity, but it's only powerful if it's authentic. Moving along, um, you know, your girl over here is preparing for a wedding, right? And I've been blessed to have doors open for me, um, with people willing to help me. Uh, yes, yes, because you know, of who I am and what I actually do in the social sphere, but also like people are just being very, very kind in this wedding planning thing. Wedding planning is like, some people love it. Some people hate it. I'm in the middle because, like, my whole thing is that I want I want to marry this man. Like, I love him. I want to marry him. Like, a wedding could be anywhere. It could be on a beach. It could be in a quiet hall in City Hall. Um, it could be in a loud, boisterous church. It could be anywhere. Um, but the wedding is not my end goal. The marriage is. And a lengthy, lengthy marriage at that, like, Till my last breath, married. Um, but apparently, a lot of people are using their wet their engagements, not their weddings. They're using their engagements as a new brand of sponsor content. Very, very recently, uh, an influencer was actually caught in the middle of using her own engagement to pretend to be surprised, to pretend to you know to do that whole thing that you know engaged brides well newly engaged brides do where they do the mouth drop and they do the chest grab and things like that and it's so funny because I look back at my pictures and I did the same thing that that I'm making fun of but I was genuinely surprised like Earl got me guys he got me really really good if you haven't seen the video it's up on my Instagram um in the highlights yeah they got me so good all of them all of my friends just yeah anyway Back to the church announcement. Sorry, I was in a moment of, of euphoria and bliss. Um, Marissa Fudge, though, so is probably not in a moment of euphoria and bliss. Uh, she recently posted a bunch of photos of her in disbelief, but marketers were actually sent an itinerary months before. Marketers across New York had received detail a detailed itinerary of what this engagement would contain. It was spread over multiple pages. It was a PDF slide deck that detailed where Marissa and her fiance would be down to the hour, um, as well as how, what and how Futches would share on her Instagram account. The slide deck was actually leaked to the Atlantic's Taylor Lawrence, um, who if you guys haven't read any of Taylor's work, Taylor actually wrote that amazing piece about how Instagram influencers are changing from the curated perfect profile to something a little more edgy, more grungy, more authentic, um, more f- funny, you know, things like that. Like people are veering off from like the, the advertisement looking curated photos into something that's a little funnier, a little dirtier, a little more real. Um, I'm down for it. But if you haven't read that piece in the Atlantic, read that piece in the Atlantic and read everything by Taylor Lawrence. Cause that girl, she's on to something about the influencer space. Uh, but that slide deck was actually leaked to her and she published it this Thursday. Um, And she said the PDF not only expertly designed, but also directly solicits brand partnerships and was sent to marketers under the guise of a potential sponsorship, Lorenz wrote. Uh, Dismissing initial claims from a friend of Futch's that the document was a simple logistical plan. So apparently... The document leaked. The PDF document leaked. Futch has said, oh, no, this was just a logistical plan. Well, her friend said it's just a logistical plan um, to figure this out. Because apparently what Futch's fiance did was he took her on this very, very, very long, elaborate. um, uh, What is it called? It's um, basically she had to find a bunch of clues all around the city where they lived, um, resulting in her ending in a, well, like not ending, but coming to, uh, her fiance and he would get down on one knee and propose. Right. So it's this big elaborate thing. It's really, really cool. It's really very, very detailed. It's very beautiful. But you know, there were certain spots in which they would stop. Like she would take a picture in front of a certain store or, you know, she would find a certain clue inside of a certain drink or, you know, at a certain shop, things like that. And all of these places would start to get, you know, th- they could sponsor those, those opportunities. And that's just gross. <laughs> that's just gross. Like you're using your engagement as sponsorship. Con- now, says. I'm all for if you're getting ready to have a baby shower. Um, well, you wouldn't know about your baby shower. Most people don't know about the baby showers. Um, but like if you were getting ready to, I don't know, throw a big party and you wanted, I don't know, name an alcohol brand um, to sponsor it. And you sent them a deck as to why they should sponsor it and things like that. That's different. You know, I've had sponsorships. Um, I've been blessed to have some really incredible sponsorships with some really great brands like I'm not not joking when I tell you guys like I believe in alignment like I pray for it and ask for alignment and that any brand that comes to me or any brand that I go out to that our visions and our directions align that way it comes it's very natural it's, It doesn't have to come off as natural because it is natural because we're aligned we're like oh we have the same values cool let's work together I'm probably going to like what you make. You're probably going to like what I produce. We find out that that's true in the middle of, of everything and it works out. And it works out that way. However, you know, if you're... Things like your engagement, those moments feel like so sacred. They feel so sacred. Things like surprise parties and those things, they feel so sacred and it just feels so cheap to just make that into a sponsorship opportunity. True. Like, yeah, if you're having a party, if you're having a wedding, if you're having an event and you want, you know, certain brands to sponsor certain things in exchange for like an Instagram photo where they're tagged and stuff like that. That's, that's different. That's completely different. But to like use your entire engagement and to have it be this elaborate elaborate thing where you pretend to be you know excited and like elated and surprised and come to find out that this was planned months ago that you've probably been planning this for like a long time and yeah that just that cheapens the experience and so like if you're gonna go after brands if you're gonna go after sponsorship just be honest about that like be, be sincere. Like your audience can handle the fact that you have to make money. Like they can handle the fact that you are a business person and you need to actually pay the light bill and eat. Those are things that you need. They can handle that. They can handle certain things being sponsored. What they can't handle and what they shouldn't handle is being lied to. Nobody wants to be lied to, especially not by a person that they chose, they elected to follow. Like I don't know, especially because everything is so optional in the social media space. Like I can easily unfollow you as fast as I followed you and never think of you ever again. Everything is very optional. You want to maintain connectivity. You want to maintain a community. You're not here to have a bunch of followers because what's the point in having a bunch of followers if they're not, go- if you're not going to take them anywhere, like what is where are you taking your followers and your brand, your personal brand? And so for Marissa, for Olivia, for any other influencer out here who is living under the pretenses and the guise of perfection, I elicit your attention and elicit your conscience into trying to live a little bit more authentically. There's nothing wrong with sponsored posts. There's nothing wrong with brand collaborations. There's nothing wrong with being an influencer, but you got to watch how you influence. So that's that on that on the church announcements. Now let's let's dive into what you really came to hear for about. Hey y'all! So it's time to talk about the things that have driven me crazy this week. Um, so apparently, Flat Tummy Tea has created a tea specifically for pregnant women. Yeah, you heard that right. Flat Tummy Tea. Flat t- Tummy Tea has created a flat. Tummy tea for pregnant women. Um, And they're using spokesperson Amber Rose to promote said tea. Uh, The Slut Walk walk founder and supposed feminist posted to her social media a photo of herself holding a packet of said tea, along with, while sporting a long, very long, very, very long blonde wig and her pregnant belly, because she is currently. Pregnant and looking gorgeous, if I must say so, but didn't really care for the tea, <laughs> the tea packets. I, I mean, I am, I am, I I love seeing pregnant women just being comfortable in their own bodies and expressing themselves and feeling radiant and beautiful. Or, you know, if they're feeling a little gross, being honest about it and stuff like that. Like, you know, pregnancy is hard. It does stuff to your body. So you're not always going to feel great every single day. Um, and you're not going to always feel that you look great every single day, but I love the level of transparency that people aren't just walking around pretending that they're like a Stepford wife, um, with these perfect pregnancies. Like, no, pregnancy's hard. And I'm glad that we talk about it. Um, which I would have appreciated Amber saying something, you know, about the nausea or the grossness that happens to your body when you're forming another human being however this post was not that this post like i said was a picture of her with a very long blonde wig holding a packet of the tea um and the caption says okay listen up flat tummy Tea just launched an organic pregnancy tea to help us moms who uh, with those bloated nauseous blah feeling days it's safe to take while pregnant and breastfeeding which is very interesting because, for anyone who is unfamiliar with how flat tummy tea works um, and similar teas, their entire draw is that they force you to go to the bathroom and they usually feature a laxative. Laxatives in large quantities are not safe for anyone, but least of all for those who are pregnant. While doctors might prescribe a specific mild laxative for pregnant women, it is doubtful that any doctor would agree to a flat tummy tea regardless. If it, whether it's organic or not, it, I, you know what, that drives me crazy. People slap organic on something as if it's supposed to be like the marker for health, but you can have organic arsenic and they'll still poison the hell out of you. (laughs) Like, like organic doesn't always mean healthy. Like, please realize what you're putting into your body, folks. Like, okay, fine. Okay. Y'all put organic on it. And it's a pregnancy tea, but it's still by a brand called Flat Tummy Tea, um, and it, that that teas and those companies they they are just they just make you poop, they just make you poop. They send you into a diuretic, like not diuretic, that's the wrong word, but yes, you have to go to the bathroom quite badly. Um, after drinking these teas and that's supposed to help with the weight or the belly bloat and stuff like that. I don't know. I've never drank them. Um, so I had a f- bunch of questions about, it. I'm like, is it even safe for pregnant women to consume these teas? I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to take the word of a social media influencer over my doctor. So are you telling me that it's safe to take as a pregnant person while online, um, Oh, like I, I need to hear this from a physician um, and also why the hell am I going to want to drink any tea that is created by flat tummy tea how if, while I'm pregnant how counterintuitive is that isn't the entire point of pregnancy for a woman's tummy to like grow because well baby <laughs> why would a pregnant woman woman even want this so i I'm not the only person who had a crap load of questions. And I'll get to Amber's response after these questions. Um, but y'all in the Twitter sphere, shout out to you guys. Um, so Michelle M says, I don't know who needs to hear this, but when you're pregnant, you shouldn't be taking harmful medication or drinking flat tummy tea for a, for bloated, for bloat or nausea. Use your heads and don't look at what Kim Kardashian and Amber Rose are getting paid millions of dollars to promote. You're, you're being exploited. I agree with Michelle. Uh, let's see. Haley, Haley Brooklyn says, just saw a flat tummy tee being promoted by a very pregnant Amber Rose. You cannot be serious. Most of us are in that same boat, just confused and looking around like, wait, what? Uh Kaylee says Amber Rose is really out here promoting a flat tummy, flat tummy tea products for pregnant women. Um, Are these celebrities that money hungry? Would they why would they just promote anything for to their followers just for a check? Um, Let's see. I'm looking through your tweets right now. Uh, Emma, Emma, not Amber Rose. Emma actually tweeted at, um, Amber Rose and said, "Promoting flat tummy tea, pregnancy tea. What kind of feminism is that?" And so I guess Amber got all of the feedback because she says. Um, she went back in and edited her original post. And she said, this is not a detox tea. It's specifically designed to help reduce the occasional nausea and support digestion during pregnancy. Haters, stop riding the bandwagon and think for yourselves. (sighs) But I'm inclined to agree. Like, what is it about these teas that make you like make celebrities so crazy, I guess, you know, it has to be a check. Like it has to be a check because you know, these celebrities, they have millions of dollars, meaning at the very least they can afford an amazing trainer for quote unquote snapback or to quote unquote get that summer body or whatever, whatever, what have you. Um, And so it's just really, really frustrating that they walk around like, oh, this tea answered all my questions and it really, really helped. And no, you're not drinking that tea. You have a chef. You have a trainer. You have a stylist. You have people who you pay the big bucks to make sure that you look amazing. You have uh, just resources at hand. And yet you're exploiting people who look up to you, who admire you, who see you as a tastemaker and a style creator, and you're exploiting them saying like, this tea was the answer to all my problems, when you're not drinking this tea. And just to be clear, even if you were drinking this tea, in conjunction with all the other things that all the aforementioned people and things that I just said, "Um, sis, like, can we just be real? You're probably just not even drinking it. (laughs) And to be honest, I'm not surprised, I'm not surprised, and I'm not surprised that people have harped on Amber's feminism about it, because like I said, she was the founder, she's one of the founders of Slut Walk, which is this women's empowerment walk fundraiser. Um, It's really dope, actually. It's really, really a cool uh, opportunity But it's so frustrating because, you know, when you think of, you know, freedom from, you know, misogyny and, you know, bigotry and these things like that, where women can just feel women and femmes and feminine people can feel okay in their bodies. And then you see that this person that is the head of that is peddling flat tummy tea for pregnant women. But like I said, I'm not surprised because not that long ago, she started another storm with her words when she, according to Philly.com, during an interview on, I believe it's Noriega's uh, show or podcast, it was like a few years ago, like 2016, 2017, she said, I don't know how I can say this without sounding um, effed up, but a lot of the people where where I'm from aren't aren't traditionally attractive people for me being blessed with beauty as a beautiful woman is a blessing and a curse to grow up in such an area and be blessed with beauty is was very difficult for me and I'm like sis huh (laughs) she was talking about Philly Amber is a fellow Philadelphian and I've lived here all my life and there are beautiful people here so I don't know where she's coming from or what she's thinking but, sis, like, you aren't the only gorgeous thing walking around the streets of Philadelphia, okay? Um, okay. And it's just, it's just, ugh. <laughs> it just feels so anti-feminism to be like, oh, I'm so beautiful. Oh, drink this tea if you want a flat tummy while you're pregnant. Oh, haters, you... You stop riding the bandwagon and think for yourselves. Like, what are you talking about, Amber? Comments like this are so incredibly offensive to the movement. It's laughable. Like, how dare you even claim to be a liberated feminist and in the same breath call any group of women unattractive, especially from those from your own city? Let's be honest. There aren't too many more anti-feminist things than that. It makes us need to take a second and look at the whole slut walk thing and it makes us think that it's nothing but a giant publicity stunt. That's what it feels like. Poor you, poor you to be blessed with beauty that you have to attack an entire demographic that was probably not the ones making you feel this way. Women, women aren't the ones making you feel like you're cursed with beauty like I could see if like they were constantly berating you or bothering you but it wasn't women that was t- constantly doing that it was guys it was men men constantly ber- berating you because you know street harassment in anywhere is a thing especially here in Philly it's a thing it is a thing we a lot of us we stick our headphones in we look down at the ground we mind our own business but i don't understand how How you could take that and say, oh, I was blessed with beauty and it's a blessing and a curse. And then there's not a lot of attractive people in my city. Like you can say that you're gorgeous without making other people feel ugly. (laughs) That is that is a thing you can you can say, like, I am great at what I do and not make other people feel like they're crap at what they do. Like that is a possible thing. You don't have to downplay others. Like blowing out, I saw it on, I saw it on Instagram. It's cheesy, but it's true. Blowing out someone else, someone else's candle doesn't make your shine any brighter, at all. So, she basically during that show she turned what would have been a very valid and worthy discussion of rape culture. Um, and misogyny into commentary about appearances of, of women and it devalues not only whip, um, not only amber's opinions but all of her previous attempts and at making her looking like a feminist in general it's just there's so much hypocrisy that is surrounding this entire ordeal furthermore these comments reveal a deeper issue that amber with amber that pretty much not even pretty much, definitely should be addressed. Saying things like this only points out how little she actually thinks of herself. Think about it. The rhetoric is, e- the rhetoric is easily low self-confidence, masking itself as confidence. Because when you have actual confidence, you, don't have, you think highly of yourself. When you actually think highly of yourself, you don't have to belittle anyone. In fact, you do the exact opposite. You point out the beauty in others. You embolden others. You, compl- you compliment others. You don't have to compete with others. Like, if I'm confident in what I'm doing, I don't have to compete with you. Like, I simply don't. And Twitter seemed to agree with me. Uh, let's see. OK, Tay says Amber wants men to stop being, to stop slut shaming her. Um... I'm sorry, i read that completely wrong. Amber wants men to stop being slut-shaming, but she refers to herself as the only beautiful girl in Philly. That makes zero sense. I agree. <laughs> uh, Cam, oh man, I don't even want to say your name wrong. I'm going to use your username. Cammie Figgy says, Amber Rose thinks she's the only pretty girl that stepped out of Philly and expects to empower women. Uh, tell me how you really feel, Amber. Uh, Ty Y says, Please don't down anyone's beauty if you just paid for yours. And poof! now that's the tea. If we're going to be talking about tea today, that is the tea, boys and girls. Like I said, I'm not here to pull out any old pictures of Amber to challenge the above comment- commentary, but I, I am not here to even call her nasty names or anything like that. She's a shrewd businesswoman who used what she has to get what she supposedly wanted. But I am here to point out that this is only one sad example of a sad woman who, despite daily commentary on her appearances, has little to offer beyond that. And there's no longer any reason to take her seriously if you ever did. It's really frustrating and it's really, really sad because, you know, there's so many people who actually believe in Amber Rose and believe in a lot of these influencers and and it girls and things like that. Um... And so they'll believe that these teas are the, are the tea. They believe that these things will help them. Probably the most vocal celebrity voice that has risen up against these teas and the trouble that they cause within the, the bodies and the minds of young girls who are quite impressionable is that of actress and activist Jamila Jamil, who I just stand for. I just live for her. Like I said, the body positive advocate and actress took to her own social media following Rose's social ads saying, pregnancy products for pregnant women? She continued, is this FDA approved? Talking about Amber's original post. Is this FDA approved? Are we effing kidding? And she tagged the FDA's Twitter account, which high five. Later, Jamil tweeted, so many women with so many big platforms. This is so promoting such irresponsible I can't say that word. <laughs> she said this blows my mind in essence. Whew. And to Jamila's point, flat tummy tea is not at this time certified by the Food and Drug Administration as noted by its own website. Yet celebrities like Courtney Kim and Chloe Kardashian, Kylie Jenner, Black China, Nicki Minaj, various housewives reality stars, and many others continue to peddle the teas on their social media. Despite the fact that our government, as messed up as certain things are with our government, they still get some of the food and drug things right, and flat tummy tea is not on the list. Meaning, it could be screwing up your body, and you would have no, no real backup for that. There's no, it feels like there's no protections from that. What's more concerning is that Amber has set a dangerous precedent. precedent. Pregnancy in and of itself is a challenge. There's already an insurmountable amount of complications that come, that come up before and during pregnancy. Pregnancy is downright dangerous and women still die every year simply from giving birth. Add to that the unrealistic beauty standards set for women... In the general pressures that 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 force women to try to snap back following pregnancy, coupled that with the emotional and mental toil being a new mom can create, and posts like Amber's can can just create a perfect storm of dangerous expectations with disastrous results. Amber, who claims to be a feminist and a champion for women's empowerment, directly contradicts both her stance and her otherwise good sense. And for what? A check? What kind of feminism is that? To directly contradict what you're preaching in your marches and in your events, to peddle to a vulnerable population a product that could ultimately do more harm than good. Amber is right in one respect, though, y'all. Both she and I hope folks really think for themselves, especially when it comes to what they ingest, literally, emotionally, and socially. That's it for the mess and the message. Let's get to the wrap up rant. Welcome to my wrap up rant. I, um, <laughs> I have a few things to say about the influencer space and things like that. So here's my own pet peeve. I don't like it when people come up to me and they treat me a certain way and then they find out how many followers I have on a certain platform and then suddenly want to treat me differently suddenly want to treat me better no boo come with that same energy like if you're being mad disrespectful or you know you're not really listening you're not really paying attention then all of a sudden you you go to your feed and realize that I have a certain amount of people who happen to follow me um, come with that same energy like Don't try to be all friendly and cozy for optics and opportunity. No, boo. Come with that same energy. Like, if you're going to be an authentic pain in the behind, then just be that. Be authentic. (laughs) If you're being disrespectful, that's fine. I mean, it's not fine. You're, you're, You're trash for doing so. But, you know, don't suddenly turn around and, like, change your tune and change your attitude. Like, come with that same energy, babe. That's the first thing. Um, second thing is for people who like to leverage their following as if it's something like online and real life are two very different things, two very different experiences. And just because you're this big fancy YouTuber or this big fancy Instagrammer or this big fancy TikTok, Snapchat, Pinterest, pick one. There's a slew of them just because you're big and fancy online doesn't mean that you get the right to treat people like crap in real life. Um yeah. That's online. Like real life is person to person and that's where the real connections are made. I cannot tell you how many times I've been to an event or out and about and like someone comes up and they're like, "Hey, are you so and so?" and I'm like, "Yeah, I'm I'm that person." And they're like, this is awesome. Can we take a picture? I'm like, sure we can. Or like, hey, what's going on with you? Like, thank you so much for reading. Thanks so much for following. Like, what do you like? What do you don't like about it? Like, let's, let's engage. Let's actually have like real authentic conversation because at the end of the day, that's what social media was supposed to foster was social connectivity, which let, which would supposedly lead to real life Authentic encounters with people. The problem is people are meeting a lot of these influencers a lot of these bloggers a lot of these vloggers a lot of these Characters online and realizing that they're nothing like the personas that they portray online and so a lot of times they feel duped or lied to or whatever what have you and You know say what you want, but like I I don't know if you guys got the vibe But authenticity is the, is the, it's the deal. It's the thing. And being authentic is the only real way to be. And so don't use your, your influence as something to be lording over people or to badger people. Like that's not cool. Like it's, our followings are opportunities and you don't squander opportunities. Like these people are, are trusting you with their feeds you know, that could lead into, you know, paid sponsorships. It could be, it could turn into a job. It could turn into further opportunities. So you treat your audience with care and with love and with respect and with dignity. You don't lie to them and you don't badger them. You tell them the truth, even when it hurts, even when it's uncomfortable. Um, because that's how you foster a, more than an audience. You create a community which I think is better than any audience. I would rather have a small community of a few dedicated, fun people who call me out on my nonsense and encourage me in my foolery and things like that than have a million followers and an audience that's inactive. Like we just heard the story about the, the influencer who she wanted this t-shirt line to come out. And I heard several different stories, but the basic gist was she couldn't get the numbers to get her t-shirt produced. And that sucks. You have a million, you have, maybe not a million, but you have so many people who literally just click for likes. But they're so not engaged with you. And that has to suck. That has to take some reevaluation. You know, like treat if you're an influencer if you're a blogger a vlogger if you're a person who wants to get into this career treat your audience with respect and with dignity and grow a community not just the following finally it's pride month i know we've been talking about it i am not in the lgbtq uh, community But I consider myself to be a faulty ally. And when I say faulty, I mean that because I'm imperfect and I'm trying to learn. And so I get called, I get called out on a lot of different things and attitudes and I appreciate that. Like, please help me. Like, don't cancel me. Call me out. Let me know where I'm messing up and let's have a dialogue about that so I can fix it. You know, like so I can. Make sure people are included in this community because the last thing I want is to be guilty of the things that I'm ranting and raving about on this show and on my blog and on across my social media. Everyone's welcome unless you're a hateful punk. In that case, get your act together and then you can come in. So for everyone, everyone who owns a brand or a label or who is in charge of influencer uh, marketing and branding or whatever, don't just slap a rainbow on everything and call it pride. When you've done nothing throughout the year where you won't even hire LGBTQ people, um, particularly the T, uh, for sake of whatever, whatever BS that you're putting out right there, like do the work to call yourself an ally. Otherwise, don't slap the rainbow on your stuff. Like, I get it. You want people to buy your stuff. I get it. It's a capitalist system. We understand. However, don't co-opt a movement for your own sake. Um, Don't co-opt a movement for your own attention. Don't co-opt a movement if you're not really going to say anything these people throughout the year like it's amazing how many people are down for pride in June and just as soon as July hits they don't care about the bathroom bill they don't care about transgender people being murdered they don't care about hate crimes being up on LGBTQ couples or families they don't care that there's legislation in place for LGBTQ people to be unable to adopt children which how ridiculous is that They don't care if you get housing. They don't care if you get, um, job opportunities. They don't care. They just wanted you to buy their stuff and they wanted to let you know they were down in June, but apparently 11 months out of the year really don't care about what's going on with you. That is frustrating. Don't slap the, don't slap a rainbow on and pretend to be down for the cause. Okay. Just don't like it's insulting. It's disrespectful. Um, and it makes you look like crap. Just putting it out there. Um, yeah, that's my wrap up rant. And that is this week's show. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you guys so much for listening to me. Um, please continue to send your questions, comments, concerns, screams of fury and pain to the reclaimed blog at gmail.com. Or you can hit me up on Instagram and Twitter at the reclaimed, just the reclaimed, um, Thank you guys so much for listening to me rant and rave these last few months. Um, This started out as a experiment. This started out as a try it because you're scared type thing. And you guys have really responded. And I'm very, very grateful. So grateful to you guys. Um, keep, Keep keeping me accountable. Keep keeping me responsible. Keep reminding me of the mission. Uh, not that I forget, but in case I do, um, and I appreciate y'all as always. Peace y'all.